0: Are you ready? Let's start. We've started recording our podcast. Hello, Josie. Hello, Maxi Boy. Nice to Sorry, see I'm you again. Sorry, I'm super enthusiastic. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. Because we are talking... Well, uh, we, we have uh, a series of these, actually. This is the first one in the series, we can call it, just because it's the first one we're recording. But uh, we have this F- Evolution franchise that it was actually your idea, uh, and you put it on our... Uh, uh, virtual board which i actually like a lot uh it's yeah. Uh, yeah it's a lot i mean i'm not the biggest fan of uh zelda which we're gonna talk about today i All I, right. I mean i love it in in that sense but i haven't played that many of their games you've played a lot more of their games yeah a lot of zelda games previously yeah
1: and of course a lot of other other games as well but yeah zelda i've been in a hardcore Hard loving Zelda fan for years. So hard collector.
0: <laughs> so uh, quick yeah. question then: uh, favorite Zelda game? Uh,
1: without a doubt, Twilight Princess.
0: Ah, okay. That was for the Wii, right? Or
1: no, no. Uh, for the Wii, it was the Skyward Sword.
0: Ah, uh, okay. this one
1: was for the uh, Wii U.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. So it was it was the newer of them, anyway. Exactly. Ah, uh, yeah. Um. So. We're going to talk about evolution of of a franchise, and Zelda is one of the biggest franchises. I don't think that anybody hasn't heard about Zelda, to be honest. Uh, and um, just some, uh, some quick facts. So the first game was called The Legend of Zelda, and it was launched in 1986 when we are born, actually. The greatest year, the best year. Yeah. Um, and it was launched on the Nintendo Entertainment System, and they have this um, super great creator Shigeru Miyamoto, which is still creating the Zelda games today, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I think you are mistaken. I think he's not really creating them; he's just uh, producing them. He's one. He's the producer.
0: Okay.
2: Um, yeah. So
1: he's basically the uh, the project manager yeah yeah and just to make something uh clear uh i just realized i uh said something wrong there uh it's not actually for the wii u it was the remaster that was made for the wii u this was uh you were right it's for the wii and the gamecube actually
0: uh twilight princess yeah okay cool um that's i mean i i knew that there was a twilight princess i saw i saw the um what is it called the demo for it or gameplay for it when the wii was i i didn't remember if it was the wii and or wii u because they are very similar those two systems but not the same system um, in any way so it's a bit confusing <laughs> yeah <laughs> to especially be t-
1: taking the uh the wii and uh, removing a bunch of unnecessary stuff put some other stuff on it and there you have it. I think the Nintendo systems uh, technically have been the same. Basically, uh, they've they've had the similar architecture uh, since GameCube yeah. until they got to the Switch where they changed a lot of uh, hardware and stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: But hard- hardware-wise, uh, it is basically the same architecture in mm. the GameCube, uh, the Win Nintendo Wii, and the Nintendo Wii U.
0: yeah. Yeah, because nintendo kind of went another way than competing i I, the gamecube was definitely competing competing with the ps2 and the xbox at its time i I would even argue to say that it might have had the best graphics at the time i really liked the gamecube uh, graphics but then they kind of went a completely different way with this when they launched the wii and it was about interactive controls and uh, they had this wii sports packages and all that so they kind of went another way. Of course, they had their exclusive titles um, that makes Nintendo Nintendo. But yeah, in, in essence, they weren't really competing with Sony and uh, Microsoft anymore.
1: Yeah. And when it comes to hardware, the the, the GameCube, I think, was actually better than the uh, PS2. The problem was that they used the small disks, Yeah, which basically says that you could just have, I think it was like a gig and a half or something. Uh, in terms of game content yeah unless you yeah. use multiple discs and that in itself had a lot of issues so people tended to go towards the uh, to the ps2
0: yeah was ps2 late. was very popular yeah indeed yeah. i mean i don't know nintendo have always been the different ones uh, not uh, sometimes for better and sometimes for worse to be honest um, with the nintendo switch i think it's a brilliant move from them Uh, the other consoles you know but still they they, they're still lacking on online gameplay to be honest um it's not easy to play with your friends not always i know that when the switch launched um it was probably the only nintendo console that i've owned apart from uh, what's it what's a nintendo 64 i had but um from Nintendo 64 up to the Switch I I hadn't owned any any Nintendo console and it wasn't easy to add your friends and to play together you didn't have any chat uh, functionality or anything like that so in the online world they they still have some some ways to go um, Yeah they do and online is I mean it's very very important right now so um but yeah so back to Zelda I know that there are um a total of 19 games, I think. This is uh different platforms, of course. Uh and not only Nintendo had have, have been developing them. I think that Capcom I read was one of them where they outsourced for, I think it was something like the Game Boy Advance or the Nintendo DS or something like that. No, um but I didn't and, know that. Yeah, so um for those cause 19 is a um, a number that's not only the main consoles it's both uh mobile consoles like Game Boy Advance and Nintendo DS and also the the stationary consoles let's call them.
1: Do you also uh, include the one that uh, was a complete disaster in terms of uh, <laughs> in terms of anything <laughs> you would want to talk about. It was the worst console in history. And Which they one? had a Zelda game. Um I can't really remember the name. But I think it was before before Sony and uh, Nintendo went separate ways. I okay. think it was a prototype or of something. They, they actually released it and they released like two games or something on it. It was such a bad console, so that <laughs> they just scrapped it and yeah, it was really bad.
0: Yeah, because they I managed know... to
1: release Zelda for it.
0: Okay. Well that's interesting to be honest. Uh it's because we we've had um, so um, there was Capcom and then the other other company was some some guys called Grezzo I don't know um, who those guys are to be honest but yeah there there's some kind of Japanese uh, Japanese uh, game developer that I haven't heard about yeah so um yeah i don't i don't really know Um but i know that they had some some ceo that worked for or developed games for square enix at some point so yeah i don't know which which zelda game they did either to be uh to be honest um but yeah um and it's very exciting about zelda i mean they they've kept this story alive um, and they have this great world that they've built. Um, so what would we say is the success of Zelda? Why was it so successful?
1: In the beginning or
0: nowadays? I mean, both because they kind of, you know, they kept the fans uh, engaged and, and interested in Zelda. It's always a big deal when a new Zelda comes out.
1: Um, yeah, it is and i think that uh, the the when it comes to nintendo you know they actually they have a different approach to games in in comparison to other ones like uh sony for instance the ones that they want to release they really want to have like a good quality on and uh, the times where i when i talked to nintendo when i pitched my games to uh, to them um they actually said that Hey, take your time. We don't want to have half-assed have game out there. Uh, when you feel when you feel like you're ready to talk, let's talk. Not yeah. before that. And they actually throw out a lot of money at their studios, uh, because they want the success of their studios. Yeah. And they they buy their studios basically, uh, if they find that the, this is a game that this is uh a studio that we that we think have a potential. Yeah. And and one of those games, you know the the, the clippy thing? Like way back when Switch was just released, it was uh there was a game where you were a paper clip a paper something and you're supposed to clip.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paper, uh, paper clip. It's called paper clip, I think. Yeah, all right. Yeah.
1: Um that one was actually produced by two brothers, that game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that studio was bought up. That yeah. was basically their, from what I gathered, that was their first game and they basically were bought up instantaneously from Nintendo because yeah. they want those kinds of, those kinds of games.
0: Yeah. Cause it's a puzzle game. Uh, I think I, I mean, I own it on, on my switch, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's very addictive as well. Um, and, and it, it, you know, it uses your creativity as, as a player to uh, solve different puzzles in different ways and create, create these paperclip shapes and, and stuff. So it's, yeah, yeah, definitely a good game.
1: Yeah. And, uh, the reason why I brought, uh, brought that up was because they cancel games. They think will not produce any kind of value to okay. their franchises. And one of those games in recent years has been Metroid. There was a studio that that got the uh uh the part of creating a Metroid.
2: Yeah.
1: The, the new one. And they were basically finished. Um but you know, Nintendo said, hey, no, in these days this will not cut it. So sorry guys, you'll have to redo everything. <laughs> and they they just threw like a bunch of millions out there. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's a lot of money, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: and uh, they do this this kind of stuff, in comparison to other studio, to other like console producers.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's um, uh, that's it's why true. I think
1: that as soon as as soon as uh, the new Zelda ga- game comes out, they have a lot of faith in that this this game will actually be something that the players live like. Yeah. And throughout the years, I think that the the ones that created the the Zelda franchise have started to like. Not only do they, do they have a lot of uh, already diehard fans out there, but they they also know what triggers, uh, what motivates people to to play something. Yeah, and by doing so, they also know they they tend to those who are hardcore gamers, but also to those who just recently started out there. Uh started out with the with Nintendo Switch, because the Switch is a really cool console for not only home playing as I mean playing but at home, but also mobile wise. Um the so they use it in, in a real innovative way. Yeah. In a cool fashion.
0: Yeah, and I think You know, um, I've been reading a lot um, of stuff on Zelda because I, um, since I didn't really know about all the games because there have been so many games um, and I was looking at both, there's uh, on Wikipedia, there's a timeline, a chronologic chronologic thing where they order out the games in in different, um, uh, in different or or in chronological order in the Zelda universe um but uh which is very nice to see and you you can definitely see that they kinda split it up um there's uh there's a main kind of a main story, and then there's a hero is defeated one uh what it it kind of splits after a corina of time,
2: yeah so exactly
0: yeah it splits into two different alternatives where in one link is defeated and uh in one he's victorious and then in in the victorious one there's a, there's a child era and an adult era um, yeah exactly and what i also read which was very interesting is that they do have this continuity in zelda as well so they have this um the world of zelda is basically the same from for each game meaning that it's structured in the same way so you have the overworld and then you have the dungeons and that's an element that they've kept in zelda all the time um yeah and i think i mean i think that's really really nice because the players know what to expect to some degree at least when you have that sense of continuity you like you like how the zelda games are built um game design wise and you know what to expect from the next one even though the graphics may be different you know gameplay might be different like breath of the wild that was they they introduced some concepts there that weren't in in the other games uh and graphics and stuff but still the the core elements of the game are are the same
2: Um, yeah
1: and i just realized i didn't actually answer your question (laughs) (laughs) the one that you that you put out there uh what the which i think uh, is the, is one of the reasons why this game is so successful and to answer that i would say uh yeah continuity and like consistency and especially consistency in regards to um novelty there's always something new to to find in yeah. terms of when it when it came when it came out first time in what was it, eighty six or something? Yes. Um, the, the Nintendo. Uh, there was a there was a new kind of a thing where you had the Overworld and you had this huge map that you could explore. And then in the second one, uh, they introduced RPG elements. Well, the Nintendo. Uh, that's the second one wasn't actually that impressive uh, in terms of gameplay, but they introduced a lot of concept and game mechanics which. Basically, sparkled a new kind of a genre, uh, the RPG genre. Yeah. Uh, with all the you know stats and a lot of uh, HP that you need to keep track of and uh, experience leveling, etc. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: so with all with every new game, there is something new that they add to the series. And in terms of when it comes to the to the last one that you just said. Uh, Breath of the Wild they introduced the concept of alchemy basically where you could combine uh, combine a lot of different mechanics into something cool and the overworld which was also, I mean sorry the the open world yeah Um, that triggers me in a way uh, it it rubs me on the wrong foot yeah it's a Uh,
0: love-hate kind of a thing yeah exactly uh
1: but it's also i mean i can i can see it from the producer's perspective why they went with that that kind of approach
0: yeah i mean i, I do too i think uh, it's you either love it or hate it i don't like it either uh, i think that there are a lot of people out there that love it uh and love this uh, thing of breaking items and you know doing all me to create new stuff but uh, yeah, for me it wasn't like that wasn't the the pinnacle of the game. Uh, it was other stuff. I mean, environments yeah. and and uh, all that. And also, I mean, I think that playing it on the Switch was also a thing that was very very neat, very cool because you can take your Zelda with you and you have this amazing graphics and and all that. So that was um, that was a part of it as well. Um, but yeah, like you say, I mean, they they did actually introduce a lot of RPG elements, uh, and they're very groundbreaking for that.
1: Um, yeah, for for the time where they when they actually introduced it, it was like what?
0: Yeah, yeah. But yeah. of
1: course, nowadays it's mainstream, so it's not as cool anymore. Yeah. And exactly. this thing with the open world isn't actually something that hasn't been introduced. Uh, in any other game but still in within the Zelda franchise this is something new
0: yeah exactly
1: and uh, I think one of the reasons why why people why this franchise has been so successful is also because of the players knowing this that there's always something new to explore they're always in the same universe basically there exists two different kinds of worlds but let's just keep to 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 Hyrule uh, for the time being. They they know that there is this high rule, the high rule, the, the the land that they exist in. And they know that there will be these kinds of creatures and there's this uh, princess that you always have to uh, save, basically. Yeah. But within those um kind of like uh, in in terms of player progression, there's always something else to explore. There's always a storyline that Interweaves the the character which is Link most of the time, actually always, uh, but kind of not, because the timelines uh, do differ. And this one, the this one, the, the the last one that was basically released two years ago now, I think, or maybe two years, three years,
2: something like uh, that. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's a resurrected version of the. Like the first first one ever. Yeah. Uh, So it's not really linked per se, but it's linked because uh, of timeline reasons and the game franchise. Um. And the reason and the story behind that. How did how did we get to this new character? How did we get to the to this story? Why is the world destroyed? Or uh, which timeline does this new game? Uh, fit into. Because of a corner, a corner of time, the game that actually broke the timeline, basically, and created two different timelines. Uh, there is a lot to explore, and one of the coolest things that this franchise has, has done previously is that it sparked a lot of discussion. There has been so many attempts to kind of fit the games into some kind of a chronological order to see who's right and who's wrong
2: yeah
1: basically yeah. and just a couple of years ago well now a few years uh Nintendo actually released the Hyrule uh book which included all the lore and all the games uh in the uh, which order is actually the official one yeah they yeah. hinted at it uh i think it was 2008 maybe but then they released this book uh, a few years back now Mm. And basically, just destroy the discussion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's, if it's Nintendo, Nintendo that says it, then it's you know it's, it's official. official. Yeah, yeah. yeah There's exactly. nothing more to discuss. But um, well,
1: there is a lot. There are a lot of uh, um, theories out there uh, regarding some of the characters. But yeah, still, the official lore is out there now.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean what they've done um is like we we've said this many many times be, before but they did create a stable ground for their game so they did create this universe uh because i mean they're they're achieving um a lot of link doesn't have a lot of dialogue in the games right i don't think he he very very seldom speaks in the games he
1: has no voice <laughs> which it, is also the reason why uh nintendo has put off the uh uh there's actually going to be a series, a Nintendo series. Uh, I mean the uh, Zelda series. Uh, uh-huh. which is um,
0: a TV uh, with series, actual or...
1: yeah, exactly uh, okay. with actual actors and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's been a lot of controversy regarding his voice because <laughs> on the one hand, <laughs> some people really don't like uh don't want him to talk because of this is who Link actually is. He never speaks. Yeah, and on the other hand, how does a TV producer create a <laughs> a character that does not speak but always has a voice?
0: Yeah, because I mean that's kind of the the brilliance behind uh, Nintendo's game as well, because he they do achieve this sense of um, story and uh, in, engage engage the player in the the game and immerse them. And then they have a main character that actually doesn't say anything, which is kind of brilliant. I mean, being engaged because a lot of RPGs nowadays are, you know, main character does this, does that. There's a lot of dialogue, a lot of cutscenes, and everything. And they've done this in a very simple way with, with Link. And he's not speaking basically at all throughout the games so I know yeah. that there's there are some games where he has maybe some dialogue but
1: no yeah. he never he uh, I mean you can press buttons and answer stuff but he never says anything
2: yeah yeah
1: uh there are, there are characters who characters who say something in 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 the way as uh, like how are you oh, or, Yeah. hey yeah. or yeah. what basically that's the the dialogue yeah uh, in most of the games um But he does say something so he's not mute he does say (laughs) whenever you throw stuff or do your combo or something yeah yeah. that's my sfx (laughs) my voiceover. it was pretty
0: close actually uh i got a smash brothers (laughs) melee uh, flashback right now
1: (laughs) Uh, so yeah that's his that's his what he actually says something and he does this both in child form, and when he's a uh, when he's an adult. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, but uh, it, but it, I think
1: it, I think actually Miyamoto said something in terms of uh, in a way like we want the player to feel as if he is the hero, and
0: uh-huh. that is why
1: we'd never put the voice a uh, voice in there. Um, yeah. I might be mistaken; it might have been someone else, but I think it was uh, regarding the in, in the Zelda franchise.
2: Yeah,
1: because of this because in in i think it was Twilight Princess where you could uh i think you can do it as Nokana as well you can name characters uh ah, you okay. can you can name your your horse and you can name i think yourself as well Oh ah, uh, that's cool which is also the reason why uh the Nintendo GameCube i think it was was cracked because of Zelda. uh oh. no sorry it was uh, the Wii uh, because there was this buffer overflow, you could just type in a huge lo- uh, string of text to yeah. be gibberish. Yeah. Uh, and that basically overflowed the memory, which gave them access to information that they shouldn't have had. Yeah. And little by little, they reverse engineered the uh, Wii and just like a week or a month or whatever in into the life cycle of that console who was cracked
0: yeah well i mean it's it's very interesting to be able to achieve that in such a i mean it's still such a good way but i think they're they're immersing the player in in some other ways as well because there are puzzles and uh, there's there's those elements of rpg as well Uh, and then you have the dungeons so Dialogue isn't the most important for a game. It seems at least Zelda seems to pull it off very, very nicely and and does very well.
1: They have a lot of dialogue, but it's in they talk more about the world than the actual person.
0: Yeah, exactly. They talk
1: more about, oh man, I need this help with this thing here, yeah. uh, and then you get a quest basically, and you go out and hunt stuff, and then all of a sudden, hey, you you did this, thank you. Here, you have this part. Oh yeah and then all of a sudden you have a new weapon or whatever
0: yeah well i I read somewhere um I can't remember where actually, but um Miyamoto said that when uh when he created his inspiration was uh hiking to through the forests i think of Japan he was doing that a lot of, as a kid apparently, and uh a lot of his inspiration comes from from that time when he was a kid, and yeah. uh, he was very excited when he i think he found a cave somewhere in uh, a deserted cave somewhere in the forest and uh, it, it was a memory that he cherished kind of and and wanted the players to feel kind of the same way like you are exploring and you know um, yeah. and that's i mean that's a that's a very nice thing and also a tip i think to game designers and game creators that you know you can you don't have to always fantasize a different universe. Of course you can do that when you're creating a, your game, when you're creating your universe or you, or your world or whatever because we talked about this foundation and create your uni- universe and that. You can also draw inspiration from your uh from your life because everybody has different experiences in their life and you know, you can you can use that to fuel and design a game that is unique for you um so yeah that's that's a good tip
1: and especially i mean inspiration can come from anywhere uh and whenever you have a fun memory or something that you're scared of or whatever you could just turn it upside down and like you said that can be a, a leeway a segue into the new game idea
0: yeah yeah exactly
1: and I think Miyamoto is really—he's one of the cool guys because uh, in one of the most successful games of this franchise is *Okarina of Time*. They introduced a lot of cool stuff. It was in three D for the first time, um, and some of the places where you can go have a have an actual place in Miyamoto's heart. Uh, I was just about to say Mount Doom
0: Uh, (laughs) yes he took the ring there (laughs) to destroy it (laughs) it.
1: (laughs) he took the Zelda game and threw it into the lava
2: (laughs) Zelda heretic be gone
1: (laughs) (laughs) the fake Zelda games out there no more Uh, but yeah the mountains there were something uh, were part of his actual life like you said he was hitchhiking uh, or was it just hiking? Hiking, uh, yeah, uh, hiking. And the, the the places where Zora lives, the the creatures of the water, yeah. uh, was also a place where he had memories when he from when he was uh, a kid, uh, and he was always fantasizing about drawing the sword from a, from a stone because of uh, the actual tale of sword of the, sword in the stone.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: So yeah yeah which is also a cool thing because that gives him an anchor uh that gives him a restriction, and how does he create something with a restriction like that because if you if you just restrict your idea into a scope, then all of a sudden you have something to work with if you if you're unrestricted, you're just going gonna be uh fantasizing about space wolves and uh <laughs> The rats in the sewers and yeah, all yeah. of a sudden you, you, you'll do this kung fu fight and <laughs> the game will just become a huge i don't know mashup Mess. of a lot of yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. so
0: yeah yeah it's uh it's it's very good to restrict your options because then you have to use your creat creativity a lot more um yeah. to to adapt to this confined ideas let's call it idea space or something yeah um Yeah. Sorry. No, no. I, I, um, I didn't have anything to say more about that, but just that it's definitely considered one of the greatest video games of all time. um, Yeah, it is.
1: Uh, it's, uh, especially uh, kind of time did a lot of cool things. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I really think uh, feel is cool about the Zelda franchise is that they change the style a lot based on the new console not yeah. only do they want to show off the uh, the things you can do with the new console because Zelda basically uh, is introduced as soon as the uh, the new console is released yeah they also want to have they always want to have major title uh, released at the same time to show off the, uh, the strength of the new console yeah and one of those games that that changed the style completely and stuck with uh, with the, uh, I mean, stuck throughout the new ones for handheld games is um, the Wind Waker.
2: Yeah.
1: And the Wind Waker did a lot of things that were really cool as well. Of course, they introduced the new mechanic of an open world, which was really, not really an open world thing. It was more you just take this sail and sailboat and just sail and then you see nothing else but water for 15 minutes <laughs> until you get to some some place <laughs> that, was, that was how it felt
2: yeah. or you might yeah. have had like
1: a, a lot of luck and managed to drift into a small small island where there was one enemy you got that one and then you took the sail again <laughs> the, the raft again and then yeah, yeah. Uh, that was basically the, my experience of uh wind waker but <clears throat> That game was one of my favorites. Even though it took so long for you to go from point A to point B, they they introduced the... No, they didn't. They introduced the, the sound mechanics in the Ukarna Time, and they took the same kind of a mechanic into the new one, but they modified it in, in a small way. Um, and instead of having Ocarina, you had the you had this instrument... No. It was basically a wand, a wind wand. Oh yeah. Uh, where you could uh, change the direction of the wind,
2: mm-hmm. and that was cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: And the, the style of of Wind Waker. What I want what I want to address here is that the style of Wind Waker is really different in comparison to the other ones. When Nintendo showed off, no kind of time? It was this new thing, the, the 3D was really cool, it was a mature game, basically, for hardcore gamers. Uh, that's what it felt like. When it, came, when it came to Wind Waker, it was more a childish kind of a game. Uh, cell shading was introduced, it yeah. hadn't been seen previously. Uh, well, I hadn't seen it anyway. Uh, and there was this childlike vibe for the game. Yeah. And when you, when you play the game first, it was weird. But then, like, just 10 minutes into the game, you stop thinking about it because it worked for the game. The, the, the art style actually worked with the game then against it. Yeah. And pre- before the, the game was actually released, there was a lot of controversy. There was a lot of hatred, a lot of haters. And then they went with the next game after Wind Waker and they went back to the 3D uh, mature style. Yeah. Um, while at the same time keeping the uh, the cel shaded style for for handheld devices like Game Boy Advance and uh, 3DS and those.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I think,
1: think
0: it's sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a good point that they do change styles a lot on on the Zelda games, which is very cool. It's a can, bold
1: move because not many franchises do that. Yeah. I mean, if you if you check Mario, yeah, Mario is a childish game, in 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 terms of style. It's really uh, this Italian dude with a large nose, um, in comparison to Link, which is more of a hack and slash kind of a hero. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So going with a more cartoony style was really controversial in at the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's, uh... What I do like is,
1: well, the, the reason why I take that up is I think the reason why they went with this cartoony kind of a look was to bring high fidelity to a game on a console that really lacked uh, performance. It was really bad in terms of uh, performance.
2: Yeah.
1: And they pulled it off really cool because they managed to still add a lot of uh, combat stuff in the game that they reworked from the Ocarina of Time game while still retaining the the feeling of this is something new. Yeah, this yeah. is something that that I, I still recognize from previous games, but I do uh, feel like my skill here is coming to its fruition. I feel like I'm getting more and more skills into uh, into the game when i invest time in it i get something back i yeah. do get rewards uh, etc yeah and the story was was really cool they added the new depth to the old zelda franchise basically
0: yeah yeah it's um you know they they've been smart about it because like you said if you don't have the performance you can still do something that kind of hides that you don't have the performance And you change style and they can do it because they are known for changing styles as well. So that opens another, if, you know, if your franchise does that, you know, you, you keep the, the world, you keep some like consistency, like we talked about previously. Um, and at the same time, you're known for changing styles, then you do have more flexibility Uh, than a franchise that is known for not changing styles of course there are risks with that because you know it's a lot of haters out there exactly yeah and people you know it it all depends on expectations as well because if you break people's expectations they're going to be disappointed um but at the same time you know zelda is so old now that people kind of have accepted the fact, not all people, of course, but it's widely accepted that Zelda does change styles. Um they introduced 3D and all that. Um, so then kind of if people expect that it can happen, it's not that big of a deal, but you'll always have people that you know don't like it. You can't please ev- everybody.
1: No and um, that's a fact you should always accept that when you create games.
0: Yeah, yeah. You I mean some people will just not like your game. That's just how it is. Uh yeah. it's it's not, you know, it's not personal. They just don't like elements of the gameplay. They don't like the story. It's not for them. Some people, you know, they don't want to do puzzles. They don't like puzzles. Um others do. Uh, people yeah. are different. So, you know, to satisfy all of them is basically impossible, but as long as you have a strong, you know, strong foundation, you have your story, it's gonna be fine. Because more, more, more people than than not are gonna like it, probably. Um, yeah. But yeah. Be
1: consistent. Just be consistent. That's exactly, all.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because consistency was one of the, you know, that was one of the first kind of when I was reading about Zelda and all that, and I'm not a Zelda fanatic in any way Uh, i'm not um i'm hardly a zelda player to be honest but when i was reading about all the games and how they're structured was like the first thing that came to my mind was consistency they've they've done it very very well Uh, regardless of you know graphics because graphics and the core of the game are not the same thing oh exactly and uh it was was very interesting because um, we talked about this before, I think, but when they did Breath of the Wild, they were kind of trying it, the actual gameplay in 2D, just to yeah. see if, you know, is it playable? Is it okay? So they didn't go, you know, even though they have so much money um, and they could do something that was almost completely done before they tried out the mechanics of it. They they didn't go that way. So they did just a quick mock up. They checked, okay, is this playable? Is this doable? Um, and yeah, they were playing most of the game and going through game mechanics and gameplay uh, in two D uh, until yeah. they got to the three D part.
1: And this is something you can find on the on YouTube. Um, it's a it's a GGC talk. I think it was uh, who was it. I can't remember uh but there was one of the makers of nintendo uh, i mean of uh, Zelda that basically presented the game uh this is how we did it this is how we solved our problems and this is the character and this is how we prototyped and i think it was a section of maybe 10 minutes or something where they actually talked about the prototype yeah uh, so just look it up uh it's Uh, legends of zelda breath of the wild nest prototype basically from 2017 gdc talk
0: yeah because that that was really interesting i mean when you have that decoupled thing between you know graphics the graphics part and the game mechanics part that gives you a lot of flexibility because basically i mean you could you could take the old zelda game if you had that in that zelda game and just uh, play it on new graphics if you did new graphics for it um so yeah i think that's that's the great thing with um game engines because they do that very well um yeah i think unity does that exceptionally well where you can basically take whatever um you you get the 3D for free but you can use 2D if you want to and the code will basically remain the same you'll just you're just going to apply it to different things and and that's what's what's very nice and i think that unity does actually exceptionally well is that separation between core of the game and your game mechanics and all that and actual graphics um which is awesome yeah um so um yeah. Uh I don't know how Unreal does it. I mean they do kind of the same thing, but I don't know how decoupled it is, uh, to be honest.
1: Um in terms of 2D and 3D, I don't know. Um because you always have some well, you do have the blueprints. If you're if you do things in uh, the blueprint well blueprint way, you can always uh just rearrange the, the references to actual actors um in in unreal engine an actor is basically a game object that some dude do, does something yeah um so that's what i would presume um you should be able to do basically the same yeah. but i'm no expert so in on unreal
0: no me neither actually so i i don't really know how to do that because in in unity is so nice with applying code to a thing so no. you know that thing. You do, you
1: do basically the same in in Unreal.
0: Okay, then it's yeah. then it's pretty pretty much the same. I think the
1: game engine in general does this. Um, you, you you always have code that does something, and they always have represent, representation in your game world, yeah. which the code is applied to.
0: Yeah, that would seem most logically, but yeah, you never know. It's like um, actually, if,
1: um, one of the things that you said there. Um, Having an an old game where you just apply new graphics on. Um, I saw I saw an image of someone putting 4K textures, I think it was, um, on the old Nintendo 64 <laughs> uh, Super Mario game, oh, and wow. it was actually it was really cool <laughs> because yeah. yeah, sure you you still have the the poly, polygon kind of a look yeah. but they added normal maps and stuff which basically <laughs> perturbed the characters in a way that looked kind of okay with that few polygons yeah uh, it was really cool um it was just a side project for someone who had too much time
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's i mean that's very cool i mean the, yeah. the ability to do that um and and split it up in in that way is is actually very cool but yeah um and
1: there was also another thing that i found uh there was a there was another game engine which was really cool had a lot of uh uh potential there but i can't remember what the name was um
0: was it something new or
1: uh, no it it's been uh, it's been there for quite some time but uh it changed name for some reason like three times already
0: okay Interesting, because I know when I I was reading some articles some time ago, and um, there were um, there were game engines I never heard of. To be honest, I mean there was there was some game engine that didn't require coding that people could start with, as well. I can't remember the name, um, but it was very interesting because people that want to start creating games could start that way. It's a very good intro, I think, uh, if you don't want to pick up coding, um, and, um, yeah, th- those types of, those types of game engines give you the possibility to do that basically, to just test yeah. an idea. Um, I don't know how quick they are or how they are built. I think it's a more of a graphical tool or something. Um, but yeah, it's, it's nice to just Google it up and give it a try if you don't want to, if you're unsure, cause um, you never know. Uh, if if you're sure that you want to make a game, then I always recommend to also re- learn coding. Of course, um, but yeah. Well,
1: I can't really remember the name. I need to check check it up.
0: Yeah, yeah. It would be good. It would be good to have. It was a really cool
1: one because it had all of the things that uh, uh, that you'd expect from a game engine. Um it had a lot of cool lighting stuff uh, as well. It had a lot of uh, optimization stuff. Um
0: That's yeah, really nice. I got to I got to check it up. Yeah.
2: Gamebrew?
1: was it, it? No, it wasn't Gamebrew.
0: Well, anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I mean it's <clears throat> it's uh interesting about just to try different game engines. I haven't tried anything else than Unreal and, and Unity, to be honest. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, no, I haven't. not
1: I've gone through, I think it was 7 or something. I Just the other day, I went back to see what games I have done, what I've created with my uh, hard drive. I've had a lot of hard drive uh, issues because I have no space left. So <laughs> I went through... What yeah. can I remove what can I you know the old yeah the old re- regular stuff you do like ten years <laughs> one <laughs> once every ten year uh so I've had the uh I've worked with Coco studio I've done uh some stuff in kodo oh how yeah
0: you, yeah that, you mentioned that one, but I haven't checked it out. I don't know what it looks like even
1: it was just one one project that I created there. Just to get a feel for it. Yeah. I used uh, Amazon Lumberyard, okay.
2: uh,
1: which is basically CryEngine, but bought by Amazon when okay. there was some kind of a legal stuff, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think you've used JMonkey.
0: Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: That, is, uh, that is also a, a game engine. Um, I've used Pi... What is it called? PPP Pygame, game Game engine for Python. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of other ones. Yeah. I created my own game engine, by the way. Uh, When I started off, when I started my professional career, Mm -hmm. it uh, it took quite a while to go from where I lived to where I worked, so I always had my computer with me, and I basically created the game engine. I wanted to create a game and I I had just touched on Unity. I never really thought of Unreal Engine at that time. Uh so I thought I said, hey, let's create my own. Yeah. How hard can it be? Right. Yeah. <laughs> A year later, I basically had uh, graphics up, I had my uh, camera set up, I could put I could animate GIFs within the game, I had physics and uh input
0: yeah well that's pretty good anyway that was really good i
1: mean it was really cool but yeah it wasn't really uh, a time saver there
0: <laughs> <laughs> no it never is never <laughs> is to, to create your own game engine it, it yeah. takes a lot of time um i know you know but yeah now a lot of uh a lot of companies even yeah like we said before even triple triple a games and stuff use unreal engine and and unity and all that, uh, just because it's it's easier uh, and less time consuming. So yeah,
1: I wonder what they have for the all the Zelda games.
0: Yeah, I was wondering about that as well. But they might, you know, they're they're most certainly their have their own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: I know the uh, I know that the Square Enix people, uh, the ones that create Fun Fancy, um, they have the what is it called Crystal something crystal tool looks like something from the 80s (laughs) no i think they need to work with their ui
0: yeah well yeah i was wondering about that when we're talking about uh because we're talking about zelda as well and i was wondering what what they might be using for for zelda um but uh, yeah it most certainly is something very specific because zelda never comes out on pc as well so it makes their engine less versatile i guess yeah um but yeah it and no zelda will probably ever come on pc because it's it's nintendo's biggest game so yeah they're gonna hang on to they, that
1: they do have they, i mean there's a lot of fan-made stuff on the zelda franchise and uh, one of the things that they saw quite a while ago now uh was an Unreal version of uh, Okinawa Time. Oh. Uh, that was really cool. Uh, it was basically a high-definition version of Okinawa Time.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. But And how is it with the copyright there?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's unofficial. It's just a project. Uh, I guess he doesn't make any money. Uh, I hope he doesn't make any money because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think Nintendo is really... it's They're really hard on this kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, and I mean, they, they do, like, uh, we talked about this, I don't know if it was two episodes ago or three episodes ago when we talked about your creating value. And, I mean, what is the link character worth today? I mean, that's like, oh, priceless. Yeah, exactly. which which company wouldn't want to buy that in like a nanosecond if they got the chance to buy the link character? Because yeah. there's so much coming to you with it uh players that are very very hardcore Zelda fans that will basically jump ship if you buy uh not the Zelda franchise itself but maybe the Zelda franchise and uh Link as the character that's like yeah, yeah. so um it's it's a big big value there but yeah they I mean Zelda is unique for RPGs because they they introduce so many of the first concepts and also like, um, I know they introduce concepts like player development and progression and puzzle combined with puzzle solving and, and all that, which is very unique, um, which today are kind of common things, like we said. Um,
1: we actually forgot to talk about one of the things that makes Nintendo uh, mean Zelda really cool as well. Uh, it's their epic um, boss fights. Yeah. You're always presented with this huge obstacle at the end of a dungeon and you always get a reward for it you know what the reward is it's always either a weapon or a, heart, a con- heart container or a combination of both um no sorry you're always getting the uh the weapon in the dungeon but you get to use it on the boss uh you get you get a reward in terms of heart container if it's just a mini boss uh and Mask or a token of some kind. Usually, it's three main boss. It's a three main boss kind of a game. Yeah. And then you have to replay it to do something uh, later on.
2: Yeah.
1: Anyway, their epic game epic fights are basically industry standard nowadays. Where you you play a dungeon, you get your item, you get to use your item to solve puzzles and then in the end you use that item to kill off the boss.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's and that's what I'm talking about. That's consistency because the the reason that we can say that right now is because all the Zelda games have contained these elements.
1: Yeah. And exactly. It's like
0: they never they never skip out on these elements. These are the core of the game. That's why And this
1: is what the player expects.
0: Yeah. Cuz I mean what defines a franchise to be honest cuz it's not only the name it's like, you you know, you can't just say, well, you know, here comes our next uh, Zelda game and then it's an FPS. Then it's not like, it's not a no, franchise. That, in that would sense. only
1: work if Link had full hard containers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I and think it
1: was the first Nintendo, no, first or the third, I can't remember. I think it's the first one uh, on the 8-bit uh the the NES console, yeah, yeah uh where you had when you were at full hp you could throw your swords
2: uh,
0: oh yeah yeah you're it's, right it's that's really true cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah but you know so it's the definition of a franchise is consistency and continuity and keeping it kind of the same because otherwise it's a whole different game and yeah you can change you can change you know, looks and feels of the game like they do, uh, the artistic side. Yeah, that can change, but at its core, it still has to feel like they're playing, the player is playing the same game with the same set of, you know, not, you can change rules like they did with breath of the wild. You can introduce concepts that are unique for that game, which is really awesome. Cause you, you know, if it, it can't be the exact same thing every time. Uh, But yeah, I I think Zelda is a good example because it's very simple. I mean, the story in itself. I know that you know Hyrule is a very vast place, complicated with a lot of lore and story behind it. But the actual story of each game is like often Link has to you, save Zelda, right?
1: That's- yeah, it's basically the hero story. Uh, exactly, it's one of the. Uh- there are a couple of what is what they're called uh, they're called uh tropes yeah so this is it's just one of the one of the tropes where you are the hero and you're supposed to uh save the the damsel in distress
0: yeah and i mean that in itself is a very simple premise it's like you yeah. do that but then every game is unique with the style Introducing something new to the player uh, and and all that while, you know, being confined in this creative space. Uh, so you don't just, you know, go to some someplace else uh, and the core mechanics are kept the same. So I guess that's the definition of, of a franchise. Um, yeah. And the name. It has to be the same name. And the name has to be there.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um or does it don't know Mm, I'm thinking of uh, well this is more in in terms of movies but say um, you have the alien franchise for
2: instance yeah true Uh,
1: the 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 Prometheus, Prometheus the movie Prometheus is within the alien franchise but doesn't really have anything with the alien name
2: to do
0: yeah true that's true you can it's it's going out going out out on a limb a bit to to do that but yeah if you if you build your franchise really well then you can you have much more flexibility i guess than than if you
1: yeah of course i mean it's yeah. the more you have the same name the the better i mean super mario is always super mario blah 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 like super mario galaxy super mario 2 yeah, super yeah, mario yeah Bros, we use etc. Et yeah. Super Smash Bros. is is a game where they use Bros and Mario, etc. Yeah. But they yeah. just replace. It.
0: You know, and, and it's a it's a thing where if you built your characters to be very recognizable, then you can change your name as well. the, new, yeah. I, the bigger the franchise, the more flexibility you have in, in that I think department. the
1: the the largest, the most important thing is that you have the core of a game being the same yeah. uh, or the, the story of the game be the same something that is consistent like you said yeah consistent over the uh, over the franchise yeah when when it comes to the games that i'm creating I'm, i reuse my assets in such a way that i use um, you're playing the game from different perspectives you talk to them in some game but then in another game that character might actually play a bigger role yeah and you might that might even be the the main character in a in a different game in a different storyline or where you where you find that hey this character was actually a bad guy when he was a small kid and that's why in the the first game that i played that character was a good one because of remorse or whatever
0: yeah yeah and it's it's you know th- there are different ways to um to do that that consistency thing cuz you can do it you can have the same style i'm thinking like uncharted you know they have basically um uh, the same style between their games without having played all of them but you know they the drake character is the same the environments are basically the same uh, yeah. or very similar um and they they don't do the Zelda thing where they change um they change the actual you know look and feel of the game um but they're keeping it more consistently in a in a graphics uh, in the graphics department as well so i mean yeah. you can you can do that um and you know i don't know if to be honest if you can change the core of the game more if you um if you do that, if you, if it's graphically consistent, could we imagine a scenario where you could change the core of the game more just because, you know, it's recognizable, but it's not really the same? I guess not, right?
1: Not if it's not recognizable.
0: Yeah, yeah. I it's think
1: a... one of the things that makes, no, you can actually stretch it pretty far. Uh, I'm I'm trying to f- to think of this in terms of the Zelda franchise because there are some some games that sure there are it's within the Zelda franchise but they are so far out that they are may not really canon ish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm thinking of those on the 3DS. It's basically taking the same character, uh, the one that is on from the Wind Waker and you go by train. Yeah. Now what the those games actually do with the character, I can't really remember. It was they're they're so far fetched in terms of um, story. No, sorry man. The, you probably can stretch pretty far out before you say that this is you're you're destroying your franchise. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You could. Yeah. I was yeah.
1: I was thinking of one thing that uh, there's uh, there's the thing called the hero's journey, right? We were just talking. We mentioned it just a couple of minutes ago. Yeah. And I had to just look it up exactly the the one that uh, it's a it's a trope that's really uh, prevalent. You can see it everywhere if you just look at it. There's always you can see it in in movies. You can find it in books, etc. Yeah. And one of the things uh, that you can find if you just Google it is you get a lot of uh, keywords basically out there. And if you if you just take that the hero's journey roadmap basically and apply it to uh, say a kind of time, you basically have exactly those twelve steps that they have. Yeah. Yeah. It was re- it was really spot on. Uh, it's an ordinary world. Well, in our case, it's within the confinement of the of the game franchise. Um, there is a call to adventure. Well, in Ocarina of Time, he just wakes up, and then there is this fairy who said, "Hey, listen, wake up!" Yeah. And then you have to do something. Yeah. Of course, there's a refusal to call in in many movies, etc. Yeah. I don't exactly. think he actually does it in in Zel in Link.
0: No, I mean I time. Don't I don't think he does it so it. right. No, he just does it basically.
1: You're your player. I mean, you can go wherever you want.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, uh, and then you're meeting uh, a mentor in this uh, in this hero's journey model. In terms of carna time, you actually go to 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 tree, and then you speak to the tree, and the tree says, "Hey, there's a huge spider within up my butt, please." remove it <laughs> basically yeah. and then you're crossing that's the first time you cross the threshold you go into a special kind of world you find that there is oh, there is an adversary yeah you actually need to uh, beat people uh, i mean you need to test your skills you need to find allies enemies etc and then you move on until you actually get uh, to kill the first boss
0: yeah yeah, so basically, uh, yeah. they're just following the recipe on that exactly.
1: From yeah. spot on, from yeah. start to finish, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it was but really that's. Cool. The, and yeah. then they actually mentioned seizing the sword uh, within this model. The reward <laughs> you actually see the sword. I mean, what? How more exactly spot on can you go?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that was. I mean, it's really good. cool uh, to find these when you when you break th- things down and you you try to fit them into some kind of model. Uh, That you actually see something that is really spot on in this case. Yeah. Now there are a lot of tropes out there uh, within video games. Um, I tend to try to keep to them, but also try to, uh, whenever you create a story, you want to twist something around. Yeah. You don't want the 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 hero to always be a guy, right?
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because
1: there are females out there. Yeah. Uh, And you don't want the uh, you don't want the game to be weird in such a way that they that you change Link into a girl just because um, yeah. but there, there is actually a game where Link is a female
0: <laughs> I didn't know no. that <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it's I think it was the there's a game for the Wii U I think it was uh, where they matched the, the Nintendo the, the Zelda franchise with uh, what was this there was some kind of a warrior franchise. Um, Hyrule Warriors was the game anyway. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, you basically just smash a lot of people uh, and then you throw them in the air ish. Yeah. Uh, I think that franchise didn't go too well because I haven't seen the, the any games lately. Uh, but who knows? Yeah, and the the one that they matched it up with uh, the Zelda games with the the other one, yeah. uh, but there's a second one, anyway, uh, or at least there will be. And well, the main character isn't using the sword; she's using crossbow. But she is basically a female version of Link. Of Link,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty cool.
1: With that said, I saw that the uh, hour mark has been pushed to its limits.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's a bit it's a bit longer than usual, but it's fine. It's fine. It was a it was fun to talk about Zelda. It's it's very cool. Uh, what it's they have achieved. Franchise. Yeah. They have a
1: lot of I mean, the, you can break it down in a lot of different ways. We just basically skimmed over the game franchise, I'm not really touching on the these aspects of gameplay, more aspects of core game. Yeah. Uh, what a game actually looks like in their franchise
0: yeah yeah okay
1: but that's for a different one different time
0: yeah we'll continue this series uh and we'll talk about different because there are more franchises out there not only zelda of course but uh, we'll we'll try to continue this but uh, yeah thanks for listening and uh we'll see you next week
1: yeah see you around bye-bye
0: bye-bye josie